today we have with us Norman, the writer for The Creeping Light. Uh, Norman, could you give us just like a brief breakdown on yourself um, or description, anything about your work? Yeah, of course. Uh, so as you said, my name is Norman LeBlanc. I'm a recent graduate of Georgetown University. I recently drove all the way out from Washington, D.C. to Los Angeles, California a couple months ago. Uh, and I've been trying to use this time uh, in, in lockdown and quarantine to just build uh, some experience in the workforce. So things like internships at HCNF, internships working at production companies, uh, and also just trying to build out a portfolio. So forcing myself to write at a higher frequency than I might if I was going to a typical nine to five. So that's what I've been up to uh, and that's who I am. Thank you, yeah, that's great. Also DC to, uh, you said Los LA, yeah, long drive. That's crazy, uh, yeah. <laughs> like eight to nine hour segments of just pointing the car in a direction and pressing on the gas. And uh, oh gosh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the end of it, I would always joke, like I start to go on like a vision quest. You start talking to yourself as if you haven't seen anyone. Mm -hmm. It's like a really depressing version of Mad Max uh, oh with everyone wearing masks and uh, like scrounging for <laughs> plastic water at the grocery store. It's nuts. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, that's a really great description by the way. But oh my gosh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I commend you on doing that because I'm like, whoa, <laughs> so much. <laughs> so just going off of the questions that I gave you, mm -hmm. um, the first one that I had for you was, can you give us a brief breakdown or overview of your script and the characters featured in it? Yeah, uh, of course. The, it's, it's pretty simplistic. Um, what we have is a script about two kind of maligned lovers towards the tail end of a relationship um, who have everything upturned by finding a mysterious package in the driveway. Um, framing all this is, is the concept that uh, outside light, natural lighting will be uh, deadly, fatal uh, in a horrific way. Uh, so we get a contained little thriller, hopefully, that uh, has both external and internal threat. Um, the two characters that anchor this are Jenny, who is our protagonist, uh, kind of a high-wired, constant thinker, um, you know, the type that always needs to fix whatever problem pops into their existence. Uh, and then Mike, who is the uh, pseudo-boyfriend, uh, essentially the, the rebound, if you will, <laughs> for Jenny, uh, though I'm sure that character thinks he is much more than that, wrongfully, uh, and he's the type that likes to feel the center of the room, the life of the party, even when he's not. So those two personalities, uh, maybe you can already see clashing quite a, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I love the focus on like uh, the couple as well. Yeah. And that, that is just like their relationship in this weird kind of apocalyptic world. <laughs> it's very yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking, <laughs> weirdly enough, I was like, what? What, what would be interesting for a, someone going through a breakup if they couldn't just do the normal thing and go see a therapist? <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. what, what, what kind of unhealthy habits, where is the, the kind of crank to 11 that you might find there? How can you put someone in a bad situation? Mm -hmm. uh, since that's just the job of, of making a script is how can you put people in bad situations? Mm -hmm. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Also, how to get them out too. It's always fun. Yeah, That's where that I struggle. Yeah, a little harder. <laughs> yeah. That requires a bit more ingenuity. It's real easy to think of ways to to screw someone over. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, awesome. Um, so kind of going off of that a little bit, my next question was what inspired you to write this piece or where did you draw inspiration from for the story? Yeah, this is this is a weird one because uh, it's it's not like I, I sat around and I was like, you know, it's really terrifying to me. I really hate the sun and I think <laughs> everyone should be afraid of the sun. Uh, I really wanted to write knowing that there are budgetary restraints, knowing that there were uh, COVID compliance restraints, uh, a contained kind of thriller between two people in a house. And I, I, the first thing I thought was it cannot be a COVID script. I will not write a COVID script. I'm not going to fall into that that trap. Um, so what could be an interesting threat? And I just kind of ran down the list and got rid of the first five things. And eventually I got to like, well, what if it was just the light? I mean, that would be incredibly difficult to solve. Um, it would hopefully be very fun for a production team to, to work around since it's so critical to building out their set and working the lighting and even for the guy in the editing room to do color correction. So uh, it just kind of clicked as something that would be beneficial for everyone involved in the project and wouldn't just satisfy me as someone who sits behind a computer screen and like types a couple words. So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's really the, the main draw of it. I was just trying to find something that everyone could get their kind of hands into and really uh, be creative with. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think that's great. I think that'll be like a fun project for production, especially just trying to like really coordinate lighting and get that right. Yeah, hopefully it's not too hair pulling. You know, I also understand <laughs> right. it could it could be challenging. So, um, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some troubles they run into, but I, I have full confidence that people are um, able to work around them. Yeah, I think they got it. They can totally do that. It'll be a fun uh, experiment. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure gonna be weird for whoever comes out of that shoot. Like everything's been so dark and now everything is so light. Right, yeah. You know, also actually, have you seen, um, I think it's called The Rain on Netflix, the show where they're like, I think, it, I wanna say it's like Swedish or something, but it's some kind of like European show where basically like the rain is really toxic. So when it starts to rain, they have to like, take cover or something or like That's get out of it. One. it's very similar like it had similar energy to I think kind of how you use the light in your story and I was like I just thought about it so much when I was like looking through your script yeah I, oh, I love I love stuff like that I'll have to check that out I, yeah. I just love anything that transforms something really benign and pretty much just like ignorable mm -hmm. uh into something that becomes the center of focus mm -hmm. so like yeah. thinking about rain as something that could just straight up kill you or right. cause irreparable harm is it I think it's it's fun it's a great thought experiment and uh you know next time it rains I'll probably be <laughs> looking to duck undercover real quick just for you know right. for and giggles <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you should check that out it has very similar like uh genre energy it's a, that awesome. you had too and yeah if you're interested in like weird natural things and making them like the enemy it's kind of cool. it's a fun subgenre yeah, uh, and, it, and, and it has this great quality where you can take it seriously or you can kind of have fun with it. Mm -hmm. uh, when I pitched this initially to the writer's room, uh, I didn't tell them what the genre was. And they're like, is this going to be like a thriller or a comedy? Because the way you're talking about it, you're having too much fun with it. So it sounds like this is going to be a comedy. I was like, no, 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 no. This is going to be kind of uh, hopefully serious. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you did that well. I think you kind of combined those two, like the genre and the idea that you had 
and used oh, it really well. So yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, cool, but I'll go on to our next question. Um, so actually, ooh, genre. Um, what's your familiarity with the genre and why'd you choose to tell the story this way? Uh, I'd say my familiarity is pretty high. Uh, you know, not just throws. I'm a massive fan of the horror genre. Uh, I'd say it's probably my kind of most preferred genre. It's the genre I really enjoy writing. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of chance, especially uh, during my four years of undergraduate to write horror. So it's been really the center of a lot of like personal projects or portfolio projects for me. Um, I just think it's such a wonderful like proving grounds for a lot of new techniques, new new subject matters. Um, a lot of the times before something kind of breaks in and becomes mainstream enough to make high budget movies that involve, you know, certain themes, subjects, or even characters, horror has been doing it for like 10 years prior. Uh, mm -hmm. It may be coded, it may be uh, kind of subtle, but they're working at it and they're exploring it. So I've, I've always loved that about horror because weird is good <laughs> and uh, weird with a purpose is even better. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really familiar with it. I'm kind of like basically a worshiper of old John Carpenter and uh, stuff like The Thing um, of more modern stuff, uh, though I know he's kind of like divisive because he tried to tackle the Blair Witch series. I'm a big Simon Barrett fan. I think he's, 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 I very much admire his uh, approach to taking pockets of subgenres that he's seen underdeveloped and try to kind of flip them on their heads. Like he, I used to say um, that every home invasion movie was just about a woman tied to a chair. And if you go and look back through like, you know, the 90s, even to the early 2000s, that's like spot on. And then he goes and he makes a movie like You're Next, where he's committed to making sure that the titular uh, lead is not tied to a chair at any point and is in fact driving the large majority of the action and uh, is more terrifying in a lot of ways than the killers invading the home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, big, big, big fan of the genre. Uh, I picked it for this project because I thought um, you know, with, again, the constraints that um, exist for kind of small, independent uh, COVID era scripts, uh, having those restrictions would actually be beneficial to the script um, rather than, um, you know, looming over it. Whereas if I try to take it through a different genre, like say a dark comedy, um, I may have been finding myself trying to go for bigger kind of set pieces and ideas that really just wouldn't be fair to ask for. Um, so it, it, just, it just kind of blended both my interest and my conscious need to kind of sit within the restrictions, which is always good exercise for writing. Okay, yeah, fun little challenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry to gush about horror for like 30 seconds extra oh, than I should have. <laughs> no, you're great. I think that was interesting. And I actually see the way you're talking about it too. I could see like the style in your writing as well, like with Jenny as oh. the main character. I definitely see a lot of what you were saying just now in her. Oh, I'm glad. Cool. Next thing I had was, do you have any tips for actors on how to nail their audition for the role um, or what you hope to see in auditions? 
Uh, well, I mean, it, that would just be my personal opinion. I'm certainly not a, a tenured or seasoned or remotely experienced director, uh, which is why someone else is going to do it instead of me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think before we started um, recording this, I mentioned like, I think the aspect that I value the most is excitement over a role. Like someone has to really want to be involved in the project. Um, and that excitement to me indicates um, a willingness to dive into the project and to make it their own and to use what they bring to the table to improve it. Um, so that, that that's really the biggest thing I would be looking for is like, are people excited about this? Or are they looking at this as like another role out of a hundred auditions that they're gonna do? Um, because even if they're incredibly qualified, if they're not excited about it, then they're really, you know, they're kind of just showing up to it like a nine to five. And for me, that's just not, uh, compatible. Um, uh, mm -hmm. now what can they do to, to nail it? Um, well, uh, I assume they get to read, uh, an excerpt or at least part of the mm -hmm. script before showing up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I would say, you know, if they read it and something about that excerpt excites them. Uh, if they can convey that to me, whatever that specific aspect is, if I can pick up on what in particular got them going, uh, then they'll have nailed it <laughs> in my mind. Because mm -hmm. um, it's that weird job of an actor to not only embody a character, but communicate particulars about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, Just like there's an answer in there somewhere. I don't know if uh, it's coherent <laughs> or not, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That makes complete sense. And yeah, I agree. I think a lot of writers, when I brought them onto the podcast, they're like, no, I just want to see what the actors do. You know, like, I think that it's like in their control, you know, and I'm interested yeah. to see what they bring. So yeah, I think that's a very um, reasonable. I, I agree with those sentiments. <laughs> absolutely. Um, right. the, only, the only caveat is like, I, you know, Hopefully you want. Hopefully you want to work on this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to force you to work on this. This is this is kind of like a uh, hopefully everyone's having fun sort of sort of deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you just want to see like actors who are just like very excited about it, who connect with the role, and can really just like bring it to life the way you want it to. I think that's important. Yeah. So I completely agree. Any way they bring it to life is 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 valuable in my mind. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think especially early on, a lot of, uh, people who want to write for a career get really wrapped up in like my vision all the time when it's mm -hmm. like at this stage, I imagine no one who's writing at like their early twenties is God's gift to writing yet. Um, hopefully maybe I'm just, <laughs> uh, you know, giving myself excuses, <laughs> but you know, it, I think people will benefit greatly from allowing others to kind of insert their own their own spin um, and bring their own strengths to the table to shore up whatever weaknesses you might have as a writer. So um, I, I wouldn't want to lock anyone into like this is the kind of character it is and this is how they feel and you know this is how they feel about their grandmother, which isn't relevant. But I know, uh, you know it's <laughs> you gotta be willing to let people have space to play. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think this is great. Thank you so much.